Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Master Griot Radio, channel 13 on your NBBTA internet radio dial. I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams, and I am your host for this moment in time. It's time for purpose-driven words. Shaping thoughts, building minds, true wealth, communities, and legacies. If my words had wings, they'd fly to you each day. We're all told as children that when we grow up, we need to go to college and get a good job. But all it seems that college did was just prepare us to get a good job. To be caught up in life's rat race. The hustle and bustle of hustling another dollar for profit. In which another profits. And by next payday, purses and wallets are filled with links. And dream catchers become dream passers. Allowing dreams to pass through clenched hands filled with sand. Blowing along the winds of time for another's hands to grasp. See, because we are taught and told how to be good workers, but not how to make our dreams our goals. We are taught and told how to be good workers, but not how to make our dreams our goals. Because we have been led to believe that dreams provide empty stomach, shattered hearts, and broken promises on misses on opportunity for good job stability. Taught that fulfilling your dream comes on a wing and a prayer, but dare not become a lazy worker. Life becomes consumed by 10-hour work days, paid not your worth and wage, trapped in cubicle box like cage, trying to fit the standards of corporate America. And when you're all used up, they get rid of you, only to be faced with the dream you left on the shelf, not listening to self on how to make it work, but being influenced by other people's words, penetrating your psyche, believing that they're your own thoughts of all life is about is just going to work. Work without a purpose is superfluous. You not fulfilling your dreams is cursed to the ancestors because their life lives on through you. And your dream is a piece of the puzzle to be construed, not concealed, but to be shared with all so that truth may be revealed. So get up off your butt and chase your dream. Get up off your butt and catch your dream. The illusion of life is not what it seems, and success comes with the attempt of your dream. So dream. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take.
Beyond Talk. Good evening. Hello and welcome to Beyond Talk with Faith McKinney. I am so excited to welcome you here tonight to Beyond Talk. And I have my super producer here. I don't know if she's going to check in or not, Ms. Jacqueline Taylor Adams. We are the Hello, I'm right here with you. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Excited for our show today. It's a great day. Wonderful, wonderful. I just want to make sure you are here with us, Jacqueline. Um, we are. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and introduce myself for those who don't know me. I'm Faith McKinney. I am a personal media and personal brand strategist, and they call me the Great Connector. Connect with Faith is what we do. And I am also the founder of Networking 2020. It is the new way of networking. There's a new generation of entrepreneurs coming, and we are on the cutting edge, and we're going to connect the entrepreneurs for the 21st century. So that is a little bit about me. I'm here in beautiful Indianapolis, Indiana, and I am so excited to speak with you uh, our audience and, you know, let you know about what's going on with with blacks and technology. You know, this is just so amazing and fascinating that, you know, every couple of weeks I get to speak to the top blacks in tech, the top people in the world, and, you know, who would have thought? I'm so honored, and, uh, you know, we have a great guest tonight, Mr. Uh, Sean Armstrong, and I cannot wait. He's done so much. He's got so many uh, accolades, and I just I just can't wait to dive in. So, Miss Jacqueline Taylor Adams, what's up with you? Oh well, you know, just working hard and just excited about the Black Economic and Entrepreneurship Development Conference and and all the people we connect with. It's just really been, as you said, awesome. These shows, you you know, you sit back and listen and just you're just wowed by, you know, the presence. And we just want to be a facilitator of our coming together and, and developing, you know, new things, using our gifts and talents and our resources to uplift the community by working together and the the BEDC just wants to be a facilitator for that so that we can really create some vertical movement. Absolutely. So we have some exciting yeah, some exciting things to announce and you know, we have a new call to do, so you're gonna be called into action. So what um there is one thing I like to ask everyone to do while they're listening in. We want you to go to, it's B as in boy, N as in Nancy, C as in Charlie, BNC dot IT forward slash Toluco, T-U-L-O-K-O, a dash, then the um, initials B-E-E-D-C. Now, if you go there, we want you to go there. Or you can just go to Toluco.com, which is probably easier, <laughs> and download the app. <laughs> but if you download Toluco the app now yeah. so mm-hmm. that as Sean speaks, you're ready calling. You can call 646-716-7994. Just call in, and he'll be prepared to ask any questions. Now, this is a rare opportunity where you get to have conversations with the person who created the app. So you're not just looking at your phone trying to figure out how to do this, got to go over here to help and got to do this and do that. You are right here, right in your presence is the person who created the app. So you just, everyone go download that app right now. And then um, I'm going to go behind the scenes and tell everybody. I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. what you say, Faith? No, can you spell it for us one more time? Toloco, oh. it's spelled a little different. T-U-L-O-K-O, just think of Tulsa, Oklahoma. So T-U-L-O-K-O, 
Taluco.com and Mm -hmm. just go there and download the app while Faith talks to Sean. All right. I'm so excited. You know, um, apps are really where it's at. (laughs) And there's so many people who have ideas for for apps, but, you know, it's so difficult to get them uh, implemented and executed correctly. And Sean has done it. And right now I want to introduce Mr. Sean Armstrong, who's the co-founder of Loco um, in the Black Business and Event Directory app, which is so needed. And for the BEBC, exciting news, or you have an exciting announcement about it's Black Buy Initiative. So that's a little separate, but, you know, it goes along with it. Sean Armstrong, are you with us? Yes, I am. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Oh, we are wonderful. Um, you know, I am so excited to talk to you um, about your your app, uh, especially now. But can you come? Can you give us a little background on how you got started? You know, what was the impetus for creating? It's pronounced Toloco. Correct. It's Toloco. Um, and it's, as you know, heard earlier, a play on Tulsa, Oklahoma. So Black Wall Street, everybody, I, I hope, is familiar with it. But who, for those who aren't, it was a, a fluent community in Tulsa, Oklahoma called Greenwood. A black, black community, um, they circulated their dollars. They produced a lot of millionaires. Um, unfortunately, the community was burnt down in 1921 by the surrounding community, um, during a race riot. So that's a, a little bit of background on Tulsa, Oklahoma, but they created wealth like no other black community that's been seen in the, the U.S. ever since. So we wanted to take that uh, spirit of Black Wall Street and pay homage to it. So that's how we came up with the name Toloco. Oh, fascinating. That's that's wonderful. I was like, well, how did he come up with that? But that now makes sense. That makes sense. So, you know, let's get a little bit of background about you. You know, where did you start? Um, you know, college, all of that. Let the audience know, you know, what journey you took to get to this point. Okay. Um, so originally I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Um, went to Howard University, got a degree in computer science after Howard. Went to work in management consulting. Well, worked at, uh, as a developer at a dot-com, and then went work in management consulting at a top management consulting firm. Uh, working in management consulting, I worked with uh, venture-backed startups and Fortune 500 companies, helping them with their strategic and operational initiatives. After that, I went and um, got my MBA from Carnegie Mellon, then went to work at a Fortune 100 company in a strategic services group. So during this time, um, a lot was happening just in the black community. One, I had the the um, the pleasure or the luxury of traveling to a lot of cities. Um, and over, you know, I saw whenever I went to the black, you know, part of the city. So I'm from Detroit, a city that, uh, you know, has deal with uh, a lot of strife. And I felt like what was going on in Detroit, especially after our last really big recession was kind of like a microcosm of what was going on in black America everywhere, you know, across the country. Um, what you saw was high rates of unemployment, high rates of poverty, um, which drove, uh, well, the high rates of unemployment drove a lot of other things, which was high rates of poverty, high crime rates, and all of that other stuff. Um, so, you know, one of the things that people said is we need to do for ourselves, like a lot of black leaders, um, you know, everybody, name a black leader, everybody was talking about buy black. So this is like 2009, 2010, 2011, you know, we need to, to do for self. But there seemed to be a disconnect out there in terms of there were no real products to help you find. I mean, so they started out as a black business directory and kind of grew from there. So um, there, there seemed to be a disconnect. And the things that you saw out there were really outdated. Like people might have a blacklist on a website and it would be like extremely outdated. Um, and at this point, you already had like platforms like Yelp out there, um, Google Places, Facebook, which gave you this real contextual experience. When I say contextual experience, that means it gives you pretty much anything you could think of for a business. So give you pictures, videos, um, let you know if it's a good place for kids or groups, happy hours, all this other information. You can figure out anything about a business. So like if you're in a black community and you want to know if you're going to a, a mom and pop shop, like let's say you have a date and you're like, do I want to take them to a mom and pop shop, the wing shop, or do I want to go to a nice um, spot? When you have 
those uh, black directories, what you were having was really just a name of address, and it wasn't giving you really context. So, um, you know, me and, uh, you know, some of my colleagues, we decided to, to, you know, create something like the products that were out there. Another thing is, like African-Americans, which you, we've seen in studies from years, everybody, studies commissioned from everybody from Google to Nielsen to the census that um, African-Americans over-index in mobile phone usage, and they also over-index in social media usage. So you can see it when you hear terms like black Twitter. So uh, we, um, you know, use these products a lot, a lot more. So you'll see like black Twitter, I think they said at some point that their Twitter user base was anywhere from 25 to 30%. But black people only make up 13 to 14 percent of the, the population. So we didn't really have any products that were catered to us, to our specific pain points. And I thought, like, based on my, you know, experiences, I thought I was somebody who could bring something to, to the, you know, to the market, you know, bring something to the market that's competitive as opposed to the things that I thought that were out there that I didn't think were really good quality. You know, somebody's not going to be on Facebook and Twitter all day and then want to go to a very outdated um, blacklist that, you know, looks like it could have probably been released in the mid-90s. Um, so, you know, decided to have the idea, pitched it to a few people. People liked the concept. Um, you know, started out uh, testing it in a couple smaller cities, um, got feedback from our users, and, um, you know, just that's that's how we started out. So in terms of raising capital, we, um, me and my business partner, I have a couple, but my, you know, one of my first business partners, um, we went and pitched at a, a venture philanthropy competition. Um, it a couple competitions in a few months. Like he was in business school at the time. One of his professors liked the idea. They're like, you should, uh, you know, pitch at this competition. So we pitched at a competition, took first place out of like a hundred contestants, and got you know our first round of funding. So it was like twenty thousand dollars. Pitched at another competition. Um, they had like a thousand people apply, and we were like one of the six finalists. Um, so, you know, took it a little further, uh, competed in some other competitions, like took second place in Harvard Business School Social Enterprise competition, and then started applying to incubators and accelerators. So then got into, uh, and got, got, a, you know, a lot of press as well. So got into an accelerator called Startup Chile. So I went to Santiago, Chile in South America. They have a, a program where the government brings entrepreneurs from all around the world with innovative ideas. So went to South America for about seven, eight months um, and got resources to help build the um, platform out there even more. And then um, ended up in an incubator most recently um, called Arch France in St. Louis. Same thing. They give capital to help you build your product. So, you know, during all of this, raised capital, built the product and, um, you know, launched it. So uh, that's how we got there. And I know I probably talked a while, so uh, you may have some questions. So I'll let you cut in or, you know, have any questions, <laughs> questions you have. You know, you you answered a lot of questions, but then you raised a few. Um, one I want to be sure to to ask is about the contextual experience that you mentioned. Um, you know, with the 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 sites with like uh, Twitter and and that maybe the black uh, the previous directories didn't use. And you talked about how you tested. How did you test the contextual experience? Um, with your with your sample audience, um, and also when you were testing, how did you test? Like for did you did you attempt to raise capital with with your um, sample? For instance, did you say, well, how much would you uh, be willing to pay for this um, if if you were to uh, offer it? Was that an option? Uh, so. We, we talked to two different people. So what we have is a two-sided platform. On a two-sided platform, you have um, users on one side and, in this case, business owners. And, you know, when we the feedback we got was, you know, people like what we were doing. And we, we tested it by not building anything. So um, I'm trying to think how much to there, – there's this concept called the Lean Startup. I hope – like, it's a great book if you want to be an entrepreneur. You should um, read it. It's Hi. called the – the lean startup, they talk about these things called MVPs, which mean minimal viable product. So it's before you go and spend a lot of money, try to test your hypothesis. So when you're an entrepreneurship, uh, entrepreneur, you, entrepreneur, you have a, a view of the world, you know, but your view of the world might not be what, you know, everybody else's view of the world is. So you need to go test your hypothesis and validate that it's a real pain point for people um, and it, to see if it's something that people would um, use or use and pay for it depending on what type of product that you have. 
Um, so usually, your whatever your hypothesis is, you you pivot. So that means you'll probably change if your view of the world isn't what the pain point is and what people won't pay for. So when we went through in our our few um, test studies, um, you know, so we, we some of the feedback we got from business owners were like. They didn't know a lot about technology. They didn't have money for marketing budgets, so they liked the concept like this. You know, like, hey, I'm running my business. I don't know, um, I don't know how to build an app. I don't know how to build a website. If you could give me something so I could manage, you know, give and, and I'm summarizing what I'm saying, but give me a a presence, a social media presence, a mobile presence, or something like that. That's something that I would pay for. That's something that I will find valuable. You know, and uh, for consumers, they liked it as well, but you know, they wanted some things to keep them engaged. So that's why we, we expanded. And people were saying there are other pain points that we would like to, um, you know, that would be good if you tackled it as well. So that's why we integrated other portions into it. So, you know, Spark Messenger Service, you can meet people based on common interests. If you go to the chat section of the app, it's an event directory. Um, so you can find all the events that are of interest to African-Americans. And we have a uh, a news section of curated news that's of interest to African-Americans as well. So we expanded it to increase engagement. There's still a lot of things that we want to do. We're in the process of raising money to do some of those things. Some of those things include we want to roll out a suite of services for small business owners to um, be able to leverage mobile technology to manage and promote their business, um, you, you know, using mobile technology. So I'll give you a quick example. Like a leader in the space, is, is Starbucks. Starbucks is like one of the leaders in terms of M-commerce. You can download their app, do things like loyalty rewards, claim coffees, or do whatever you want. But Starbucks put a whole bunch of money into that. All of these mom and pop shops or these smaller shops, they don't have that Starbucks type of money. So what we, And then even if they did, if there are 20 or 30 places that you patronize, you're not going to want to have 20 or 30 apps on there. So our goal is to build our platform even out even more and provide these different services, you know, everything from like customer relationship management, you know, loyalty rewards, payment processing, and a host of other, other tools. So, I mean, that's our long-term goal to roll out these uh, suite of services for, for business owners. So. So you're saying that you would have a platform on your, on your app for a, a variety of different businesses to use um, sort of with a, um, standard operating procedures so that all the businesses would be able to operate the same way um, their business on your app. Is that what you're saying? Correct. So or we want to take different apps. Okay. Correct. So we, what we want to take is um, tools that historically been um, only the, the top end of the market have been able to use. We want to simplify them and make them available to the lower end of the market. So when we talk to a lot of these businesses, um, they don't, they don't, a lot of people don't have money for that, or they don't even know where to start. Like developing an app is, is very difficult. If you, there are a lot of apps in the app stores and there are a lot of bad apps, you know, and that's because a lot of people don't understand. Um, it's, it's not that easy to um, necessarily develop an app. So um, yeah, we're, we, we want to take that away from them. So, you know, people, people just want to focus on running their business and we just want to give them tools to help them on their business. Absolutely. Now, I know that, you know, it's been said that by the year 2020, uh, 50% of America's workforce will be freelancers. So I can see where your app would be so valuable uh, because of the standard, the operating, standard operating procedure, you just kind of plug and play. You put in your, your particular business and you, uh, you know, you don't really have to think about too much about uh, or be too creative about how you're going to run your operation. That's amazing. I love that concept. So oh, can you please, yeah, it's, it's, it's really great. Can you please tell me a little bit more um, about the research that you've done, um, you know, your A-B testing, um, who you chose to, to test your product, and, and what kind of businesses are um, really responsive to your app? Um, so in terms of our testing, when we first did it, we did two cities, we did Minneapolis, we did Atlanta, we did, you know, because we wanted to see what parts of first the site. So we started with a site, we started with a, a WordPress um, template first before we raised any capital, um, modified it for our needs and put it out there. And that's where we got the feedback. And we chose those two cities Well, A, we had people in both of those cities, but B, just the demographics of each city. Like one is 
like extremely or predominantly black. One is not like where people engage with different pieces of it. Um, so we, I mean, we tested with, you know, various people. So we did, uh, we, we reached out to our respective networks through social media, got people to, you know, use the site and we, uh, in, took, took the feedback from, from there. Um, so what was your, your other question? So you said, who did we test and what was the other question? Right, yeah, you answered it. Well, how did you okay. select the people and the location? And, you okay. know, what type of businesses are seem to gravitate to the app? Um, I, yeah. To be honest, across the board, a lot of businesses, I would say the ones that are kind of gravitating toward it the most, that seem the most popular are like restaurants and people um, – and a lot, lot of industries, but I might say health and beauty. Um, we actually were, uh, we've been, were working or had a, a relationship or partnership with like uh, the Bonner Brothers. So we were at their show, uh, whatever it was, the end of August, um, and we got a lot of good feedback. So when we were telling people what we plan on doing, people liked it a lot. So I mean, that's a like a perfect industry. So I mean, that consists of a lot. But the first thing you might think of is like you know, barbers or beauticians, but it's also like tattoo artists, you know, people who own spas and all of that. But let's say just a barber or beauty shop. Um, you know, so one of the things we were talking about with them is, you know, they're like, I know for me, when I go get my haircut, um, that's like one of the few places that I go that I still had to go to the ATM for. Every, everywhere else, you know, like I could just use my credit card or something like that. So, you know, what we're trying to do, what I said before, is like have a payment processing. You could put your credit card online in our system. You could do things like appointment booking. You know, you could do things like loyalty rewards. So, I, you know, people want to do this to stimulate business. Or you could do this thing called geofencing. Geofencing is using a, it's a, like a, what, what it sounds like, ge- geographic fence. So, so think of it like an invisible fence. Um, you know, people who are in an area that you want to say, so like within a two-mile radius or something like that, you can set the radius. You can set um, you know, SMS messages or push notifications to them. So, like, let's say you're a barber and you're having a slow day. You could use that push notification technology, like, hey, 10% off your cuts. Or, you know, you could have something like a loyalty rewards card. And I'm saying, you know, barbers, the same thing for salons, like, you know, hey, I, you get nine, do a nine haircut, get the 10 free. But, you know, you can do things like appointment booking, which allows you to manage your schedule better, you know, manage your, do things with capacity management. If you want to market your product, which you can do this now, you know, we don't have the appointment booking or payment process implemented, but we do have the, the mobile marketing implemented. So you could put, um, you know, like display your, 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 whatever, your hairstyles, all your different hairstyles. Um, you push a button, you could, um, from our app, you could share it on Facebook, you could share it on Twitter, you could share it on, you know, different social media platforms. So those, they're like that's a perfect example people probably um don't want to be bothered with technology but they understand that technology could really help them manage and promote themselves better so that's you know one good industry so those are two of the two of the ones that jump out at you know at first like restaurants or you know food and beverage and health and beauty but really it's across the board we have doctors dentists lawyers um you know, different per- professional service accountants. We have a lot of people who, uh, you know, sign up and uh, promote their business on onto local. So think about just about anything, even if people who have organizations. So it could be not-for-profit organizations, um, you know, that cater to the black community or have a heavy black uh, customer base. Um, so yeah, we have we're we're kind of across the board in terms of things we're we're doing. We are also work. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, that's it. So okay, I, I really. I see how different um, sectors of industries can use it, um, and and that's really it's ingenious the way you've done it with the pay payments and and everything. It's sort of like a, a business in a on your phone, just a total business on your phone with the advertising. Um, you can almost uh, make it so that, um, well, could it possibly be that you could do mobile businesses as well, where there is no uh, address. We already have that. So you, we have we have a, a nationwide have internet section. So you can, um, you know, just choose that as your city, or you could choose your city, and then it's a, a checkbox. Well, yeah, the checkbox says it's, if it's nationwide as well. So you know, like let's say you do something like you make cards or something. Let's say you're based out of Atlanta, you make cards. You're based out of Chicago, you do shirts. 
You know, people like they do that business anywhere and people ship, you know, to people all across the country. So if you, you know, click that, you know, I'm nationwide or I'm an internet business, uh, you'll appear in every single city, you know, so people in Houston could see you, people in, you know, Boston could see you. So, uh, yeah, we do have a, even if you don't have a brick and mortar business, you can still um, utilize the local for your, your business needs. Yeah, that's that's great. So I want to dig down a little bit and kind of back up and go to your your first pitch. And I know a lot of times uh, businesses and, and tech businesses, you know, every business who wants to um, raise capital has to pitch. So tell us, if you could, tell us a little bit about, you know, how you, you framed your pitch, um, you know, who you decided to, to pitch to, and, you know, what that experience was like. Um, let's see. Uh, I mean, at first it was just like conversations with friends. I mean, a lot of people were just like, hey, I would like to support black businesses, but it's a disconnect. And I was like, yeah, you know, what people should do is like a black yelp. Everybody's like, man, that's a great idea. I love that idea. Um, so I, let's see. I'm trying to think the first. I mean, I guess the actual first pitch you could say, like, where we got up and actually pitched our idea or our business model was the competition we won. Um, so it was a, you know, organization called uh, Social Venture Partners. They're based out of uh, Minneapolis. And, um, yeah, we pitched at their social entrepreneurship competition. Um, and we, our pitch was, we kind of just gave the statistics that, you know, I talked about earlier, um, how what a lot of people don't know is just like the African-American market. People look at it, a lot of people... A lot of investors, most investors don't look like us. You know, they don't look like people of color. So they don't understand the market. No, they don't. They, if they right. do, you know, some people, you know, are like, I don't want to invest because I don't understand that market. But if you can create um, a, a pitch or compelling enough, uh, you know, pitch or show them the value proposition, people may have interest. Um, but mm-hmm. you got to show them that you can make money. So, like, people don't know the black market. They don't know what we gravitate toward. They don't, like, people, when people see the statistics, then, you know, it could be an eye-opener if you know the st- statistics based on your business. So, um, you know, like like I told you, hey, we make up 14% of the population. That's why people, if you do something that's really niche-focused, niche, you know, so 14% of the population, it's over 300 million people in the U.S., well over 300. I think it's like 320 million plus. There are about 40 to 45 million, you know, African-Americans. And you're not going to get 100% of the whole U.S. population or African-American population. So when you're starting out with something that's much lower, like people don't want to invest in that because it's a lot riskier to get the, the user base that you want because it's going to be significantly lower than going after something that's mainstream. So like a lot of investors don't like really going after niche plays. The other thing, they don't really understand the market. The needs of the market are pain points. So you have to, you know, articulate what, what those pain points are and how you could actually make money. So even though we're 14% of the population, like I said, we over-index on mobile technology, mobile phone usage, um, you know, using different tools, um, like doing transactions on mobile, and, you know, like different social media platforms, like I said, Twitter. So it, it, there shows a market that we would probably engage in tools, like a tool created in us a lot quicker than other people. Um, and then we would probably spend money on these tools. Um, so, so what do you what do you think what do you think that you said that convinced the 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 capitalists the venture capitalists to invest if they if they weren't so sure about the African American market what do you think you cleared up for for them? So, well, I mean, this isn't VC backed yet. We still need to like VCs they okay. have they need a a certain return so. Ours was more like angel investors um, or, okay. you know, different competitions related with angel investors. But um, it's it's really just coming up and showing the market, showing you understand the market and coming up with a, a business model they can understand. Even like I've been on other sides. So, you know, as you said, I, I've, I've done a lot. So people have actually, actually asked me to judge a lot of pitches. And I sit, sit on the other side where I listen to people's pitches, too, and give them feedback. And I think like one of the biggest problems is like, you know, people don't articulate like, all investors, depending on what type of venture you have, you might have a um, a social enterprise where you have a double bottom line. And But if you don't have a social enterprise, let's just say you have a business, and I'll go back to a social enterprise, but um, if you just have a business, all people care about is return on investment. How am I going to make my money? 
And if you can't clearly mm-hmm. articulate how you're going to make your money, like what's your vision, people aren't going to want to invest. So that's what you need to do. And I think that's where a lot of people stumble. You know, like, uh, yeah, so um, I, my friend, he's, uh, he works in the investment management community. Um, so he's, he, you know, is connected to a lot of VCs and angels. He sent me an email right before I got on this call. And it was, um, you know, from another, so it was actually from a VC. Um, the VC um, was, they were talking about another company, another company that I, I know of as well. And, um, you know, the VC said in so many words, I'm not really big on um, companies that say that they're going to get a whole bunch of people on their platform, like let's say Facebook or WhatsApp, and then we're just going to turn on the switch and make money. I want to see that it's making money, and I want to see a business model before I invest in it. And I think that's how a lot of investors feel. So um, that's what you got to show them is like you have a way to make money. And I'll give you another statistic. So I was just talking about one vertical, so the health and beauty vertical. But a lot of people don't know about the health and beauty vertical. It's like billions of dollars. Um, I want to say it's 40 or $50 billion. But what most people don't know is that African-Americans make up about 40% of the spend. We might make up 14% of the population, but we make anywhere, I've read anywhere from 30 to 40% of the spend. So when you see something like that of a, you know, multi-billion dollar market, that shows that you've done your research, you know what you're talking about. You know, so that that's the type of stuff that you need to know. You need to know your market and you need to have a business model that they can understand. Not like, oh, I'm going to get a whole bunch of people on. I don't know how I'm going to make money. And once I get people on, I'm going to make money. No, you need to show how you're going to make money and how their capital is going to help you get to the point where you can generate some revenue. So that's wow. what you need to yeah, that's that's crazy. So, in your on your pitch deck, did you include um, those stats? What did what did your pitch deck look like? I mean, did you have a lot? I'm I'm really interested in in the pitch. So, did you have like you know twenty, thirty slides? Did you have keep it down to ten? How was I that? To, um, I try to I try to keep it. Well, it, you know what? It actually depends on the audience. Um, Depending on who you're, who you're going for and how much time you have, I usually like to keep things, like, shorter. I don't want to have, like, 20, 35. I usually try to keep it between 10 and 15. And, I, you know, I can give you a format of a standard pitch deck. So being in all the accelerators and incubators and all of this stuff, I know a whole bunch of entrepreneurs. I had to sit through a whole bunch of pitches, hundreds easily. And, I mean, like, and then, and then when I was in, um, you know, Chile, I actually taught, taught a class at the University of Chile on social entrepreneurship. So I had to, you know – tell everybody what goes into the pitch. Um, so, I mean, a standard pitch is you start usually like, what's the problem? What's the pain point? So what's the problem? Um, you know, what do you think the solution is? And then the solution usually inc- includes your product. So, hey, the, the problem is X, Y, Z. The solution is A, B, C. You know, then like the solution is your product. Go into more detail about your product. Uh, talk about, so product, I'll just go through slides. Product, solution, um, I mean, excuse me, problem, solution, a product slide, um, a market slide. So how big is your market? How big is this opportunity? What's, you know, what's your address? What's your total addressable market? So, you know, even though it's, um, like, let's say you live in New York, quick example. Let's say you live in New York um, and I want to sell New York Yankee stuff. You know, it's what, seven, eight million people in New York. Not everybody is a baseball fan. So your, your total addressable market might be like baseball fans. And then baseball fans who like the, the Yankees, as, uh, you know, the, as opposed to the Mets. So even though you have this large market, you know, only a small percentage are going to be your total addressable market. So that's your market slide. Like what's your total market? What's your, what's the total market? What's your total addressable market? So um, problem, solution, product, market, size, um, go-to-market strategy, um, team slide, uh, your ask, how much money you're asking for, and then like something that talks about the, the use of funds. Um, and I'm probably forgetting a couple other slides, um, but that's probably like the, the, the standard format of uh, any pitch deck. Yeah. Is that sort of like your, well, your milestone slide goes with um, your, uh, the revenue, you know, you're showing your, your revenue and all that. You know, yep. how are you going to pay them back? Yeah, so you have a, that's right. So you have a, and that's the most important one. So you have a financial slide. So I, I asked about the ask, the money. Um, so the ask, you'll have a, a, finan- a the ask and a, then a finance slide like after that. So here here are the financials. You know, we're asking for X amount of dollars, 500000 whatever, 250000 500000 whatever, whatever it is, a million dollars, 
you know, it's being spent on whatever, business development, engineering capacity, you know, whatever you're you're spending it on, marketing. Um, And this is what we, you know, this is how we plan on spending the money. And this is, you know, this is how we see the future in terms of how long it should take us to, um, you know, pay your money back or for you to get a return on your investment, I should say. Wow, that's amazing. So, okay, so I know that a team is really important, especially, and you, you do have to post it on your slides. So tell me about the team. What was your team made up of? A uh, team was like, made up of, of a few people. So, you know, I told you my background. Um, you know, I worked as a developer at a dot-com, management consultant, did a whole bunch of other stuff, computer science, MBA. Um, you know, some other people on our, our team, we've done – Various things, you know, some we, you know, want to work that good organization. So, uh, like, in terms of what you need in a startup, so it's better to say what skill sets you need in a startup. That's the best way to say it and not go back to the team. So, um, you know, in terms of what you need in a startup, what you're, you're looking for, the startup roles, they usually, you need the roles that you, you should be um looking for, you don't want to have people look, you know, necessarily like you. So I'll give you two examples. I'll give you one example and I'll go into detail. Can't remember who came up with this, but they say you need, um, what is it? Three things, a hacker, a hustler, and a hipster. So the hacker is like the person who gets stuff done. People might think that's a developer, but it might not be the developer. It's the person who gets stuff done, um, but it could be a developer as well. A hustler is the, the salesperson and a hipster is supposed to be like the, I don't like the design person. So design is real important too. So that's high level. I'll get into more detail about different roles that everybody knows. So what you really we're gonna, need. We're gonna we're gonna take a we're gonna take a break. Sorry about that, Sean. We're gonna we're gonna take a break, and then you can tell us about the different roles because this is really important for people who are interested in taking their businesses to uh, to pitch them to investors. So what you have is what you have is just great information. We're gonna take a short break and uh, join us back here. Don't go away. Beyond Talk with Faith McKinney. Jacqueline Taylor Adams, your guide. Odeline's Catering Inc. offers great food and desserts homemade to be delivered to your next event or celebration. You can choose to pick up or deliver. Book your next appointment today with Odeline's Catering Inc. at 646 646- Six five seven six six four zero. Let us bring taste to your next celebration. Well, they call me the digital drummer because I pass messages of interest and concern from one website to another, like the drummers of old. All right, we are back with Beyond Talk with Faith McKinney and our guest, Mr. Sean Armstrong with Tuloco. Is that correct? correct. All right, I apologize for the butchering. It's Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, going back to the roots of, of Black Wall Street, paying homage to Black Wall Street with, with your app. So um, this is so fascinating. You were talking about the um, the makeup of your team uh, for your your app. So can you please continue and tell us about the makeup of your app of your team, please? So I'm saying in the general startup, these are the people that you need that you know people are going to want to see. What you need is uh, and these could be different people, or these roles could overlap. You need a, a product person. You need a, a engineer. Um, a salesperson, a business development person, a marketing person, and then other things that would be nice, like an office manager or account management, you know, like customer service type person. So some of these, like in our case, we take on multiple roles. So I would say like our business development guy, our salesperson, and marketing is the same guy. Um, you know, product and engineering could be the same guy. So um yeah, that's those are those are the types of roles that you need, and that's what they want to see. They want to see people who understand technology. You know, they could it could be the developer, or it could be a person that's hiring the developers and know the team. You know, like they're able to assess talent and build together a world class team to you know put a product together. 
Um, so those those are the things that people usually look for. You know, somebody building and managing the product, somebody selling the product, and then, you know, other things you'll need later on is, like, people for, like, customer support and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I would say I have that. A, yes. I, was, I, was, I have a question about, um, like, timelines. And I know a lot of, uh, of, of web app developers may not have the um, vast um, edu- education that you have, but what would be a timeline um, from start to finish for for an app to to take it to market? Uh, do you, is there? I mean, were you pretty fast um, on average, or were you you know just about right on point? Um, it actually varies. It, it it actually varies, and depending on what type of app you have, you might be working with multiple people. You know, so um, like. There are different types of apps. There are native apps and there are hybrid apps. So a native app means that um, you have an app developed just for that platform. So it'll just be for iOS, Android, or you might have the Microsoft platform or BlackBerry, something like that. You know, that means it's built for them, and they use different languages. So, um, you know, like iOS uses a language called Objective-C, and, um, you know, Android uses uh, Java. But then probably you may have a web interface that you use, uh, it could be like C++ or, or Ruby on Rails or um, uh, Python, you know, so it's, you, you, you probably have different people because I've never met anybody that's been like proficient at all three. So the best thing is to find people who have complementary skill sets to you. So um, it's actually a lot of moving pieces. I say best case scenario for an app, it depends on how complex your app and what you're trying to do. Um you know, maybe you can get it done in three or four months. Realistically, it's probably going to take longer than that. You know, it could take six months. It could take nine months. It could take a year. It just depends on complexity of the app and what you're trying to do. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it varies. It varies. So, okay, I know there are app designers out, and you sort of – you can kind of hire an a app developer. But what would be the best um, – the best way for someone with an idea to uh, to work with a an app developer, someone who can create one, what would be the ideal situation um, to get the best use of their time and their money? Because I know it's really expensive. Um. So the best thing I would say is go to places where there are other entrepreneurs and. Um, there are a lot, there are things in like every city, like startups have become kind of sexy over the past few years. There are things popping up everywhere. So I would say try to find your local startup ecosystem and get into it. You know, so there are things like startup weekends uh, where you can go and probably not know anybody, form a team. You guys, people pitch their different ideas. You work on ideas and try to implement that idea. You might have a product at the end of the weekend. You might not. I mean, if you have this, it's going to be a rough version of a product, but it's like, you know, from Friday to Sunday, you guys work nonstop on it. But um, there are different things like that. I'm not saying necessarily do that. Like, there's stuff, different cities, like, um, I know, I, you know, St. Louis and Boston, there are things called, like, venture cafes. And I know there's stuff that's similar, too. But you have people from, you know, all walks of the startup life. I mean, a lot, there are a lot of people who start startups who don't have a technical background. They just need to figure out how to align with the uh, right technical resource. And the way you do that is by, um, going to different technical events, not technical events, more entrepreneurial or startup events, and just kind of sharing people your your vision or your idea, and um, you know working with them. So you know, hopefully Wonderful. partnering with them, and um, I would say that's the the best way to find a resource that could help you uh, execute or realize your vision. Yeah, because I never knew how people found each other, and and those events that you just mentioned are perfect. Um, you know, you take your idea and find people who kind of see your vision and can can uh, contribute. I think our, our producer, Miss Jacqueline, has a question. Are you on, Jacqueline? Yes, Hello, I'm, Jacqueline. I'm on. I'm, I'm here. Okay. I'm sorry. I muted myself out. I didn't realize it. <laughs> well, hello, Sean. You hello, Jacqueline. You've given us, like, yeah, really a wealth of information. I have a question. Um, yes. One, have you heard of Lens Listener? L I N S R Listener. L I. Um. L I I. 
Yeah, L I N S R. His name is. Well, um, it, it sounds kind of familiar, but I can't really think of it. What What do they do, or what What is the the platform do? Okay, it's a, a African American man. He's um, he's out in Cincinnati, and he's developed um, the technology where you can transfer data and all by sound. You don't have to have Wi-Fi or oh, yeah. internet. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I know exactly who you're talking about. I think he was, I think I read about him in Black Enterprise, and I've heard some other people talk about him as well, so I know what you're talking about, yes. Yes. Have you considered ever incorporating his technology in with the app? Um... That's, I mean, something to consider. I, I honestly, I just heard about him in the past few months, so I haven't really even like thought about that. I just saw the concept. I was like, oh, that's that's a, a good concept. So no, I haven't, I haven't thought about that. But that could be something we could do. Okay, because, um, you know, the BED um, the conference, we we're looking at developing that, and um, you know, people were looking at. Um, to do the app, they had, you know, they basically, you know, they have an app and they just customize it for you. But the one customization we wanted, we want to be able to, you know, wherever we can, again, like network, connect, and merge, we wanted to be able to use their technology. And then they said that was not possible. So we're looking, you know, to see where that um, option is that somebody can incorporate because, um, you know, other sponsors, other companies are, you know, using it and doing it. Um, that's actually how I found out because they did Welcome America here. Um, Budweiser used the app um, for Welcome America, not this year, but last year. And um, when you would go to different stages, a different sound would come up and different information would come so, you know, you may get a coupon of different things here. So I was using that term. Um, but I also read an article, and we did have him scheduled. We we have to reschedule him to come here on Beyond Talk. But he was saying that um, it's not just, you know, can be used in that way. You know, his vision is, you know, um, to be used on Internet of everything and, you know, smart homes. And so he has a vision to incorporate the technology in all types of areas. So just okay. going to be great if, you know, some of our people, you know, we work together and use one another and just increase, um, you know, our, our edge, you know, and, um, like, increase our market share by working together. No, that um, you know, yeah, that's it. So I guess what I want to do now is um, – well, I'm going to bring Jason on, but before we bring Jason on, one more reminder to everyone who's still listening in. Um, one, if you want to continue to listen in, if you're listening through the stream, we need you to call in to 646-716-7994. So just call in now and you can continue to listen in. And um, remember to download the app. Go to toluco.com, and that's T-U-L-O-C-O. Toluco.com. K-O. K-O. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's T-U-L-O-K-O. T-U-L-O-K-O. Go to Toluco.com, and you can download the app. And um, just make sure you're doing. We want to see how many downloads we get as we run this show and um, the promos for the next two weeks. We're going to go back, come back and ask Sean, have we been of um, value to you? So download the app. So I'd like to bring on the, um, you know, the founder and producer of the Black Economic and Entrepreneurship Development Conference and Expo, Mr. Jason Moore. Hello, sir. Hi, Hello everyone. Hello everyone. It's uh, it's a great honor to have you on, uh, Sean. I, I really enjoyed speaking. Or excuse me, I really enjoyed hearing you speak. And uh, I also like to thank uh, Jacqueline for putting together, helping to put together again another great show. And uh, of course, we know we have our. <clears throat> excuse me. 
We have our uh, great host as well, who's doing a phenomenal job as usual. Um, I just wanted to say one thing, and uh, I want to kind of leave everyone with this message. And uh, a lot of it has to do with what Sean has been speaking towards. And basically what it is, it, it is that you should, and it's, it's like a finance message. It's you should live like no one else will so that you can live like no one else can. And I think that's a wonderful way to go about life and to excel and continue to strive in everything you see and do. So I just want to leave everyone with that. And, again, I'd like to thank Sean for uh, a wonderful uh, discussion. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jason. You're welcome. And thank you, Jacqueline. Yes. And just one Any thing party before words? we close out. Yeah, well, before we close out, we were making, going to make an announcement. So we're going to save our announcement, um, the full announcement, until um, what's the 27th is when we come back in two weeks. Um, but just to let everyone know, we are we want to put a call out. And so if everybody can share, every black business directory, black by black movement, all, all of those um, entities, if you're involved with them, if you know of them, we want you to reach out um, to them. Tell them to come over to beedconference.com. We're going to have a, a sign-up because we're going to be doing an event for Buying Black. So, one, we're hoping that this show has helped, you know, enforce your commitment to buy black because we want to make a difference this holiday season with black businesses. So we and we want to do it for 96 hours. So that's going to be our event. We're going to talk more about 96 hours on the 27th, but you'll be hearing about it as it comes up, so please just let us know about every black directory or by black movement that you know about because we want to make sure that everyone is a part of this. And um, Faith, you can close us out. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for joining us on Talk with Faith McKinney. I want to really thank our guest, Sean Young. He was phenomenal, Sean. So much for sharing your wisdom. Um, parting words from you. Uh, no. How can, how can we get in with you? How can we get in touch? Well, I mean, well, my parting words were just going to be download the app. Download the app. Support Black businesses. Support Black entrepreneurship. If you uh, want to get in touch with me, you could uh, reach me or I uh, give you our social media stuff. Uh, so follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, download the app. You could contact us directly one of those so toloco underscore at t-u-l-o-k-o underscore at app for instagram and twitter and then you could just do a search for toloco on um, facebook um and you can email info at toloco.com if you want to get in touch so uh party words uh well it's been a pleasure um thank you for having me on um pleasure talking to you guys and um as i said download that and uh, follow us on social media right download everyone to local and also I wanted to thank everyone beyond thank you Jacqueline Taylor Adams and thank you Jason Moore for your wonderful work this is Faith McKinney on talk everyone and enjoy your evening great good night good night good night good night Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.